Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y. Smith. Now today, I am going to talk about the new seed of survival that God plants into you to uproot the seed and roots of jealousy. And that seed is called the seed of faith. So let's go ahead and define it. Faith means the belief and trust in God. It also means complete trust. Now the scripture reference that I use comes from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, which says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And again, that's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Now, I believe the scripture says it best. You have to believe that God is. There are many times that people start asking God for things, and it seems as if there are times that people believe that God is or exist on some things and then struggle with believing in God on others. On certain times, some people don't believe or trust God on things that they feel that they have control over. If they feel that they can accomplish the task, then they may not have as much faith in him. However, if it is something that they can't do on their own, then they may have a more willingness to trust God in it. There are also those times when people must trust God to see if he really is who he says he is. Regardless of what thought process that you use, you must believe at the end of the day that God exists. Now, trust can be a hard thing to develop if you have had some bad experiences in the past. On one side, people have been hurt and they become skeptic and not allow themselves to open up to anyone because of the fear of just being hurt again. Because of that, it becomes harder for them to put trust into others. Now, on the other side, people have to constantly prove themselves to others. Unfortunately, it is not because they need to show their true value, but it is because the other person lives in fear and continues to stay stuck in it, and they are afraid of trusting other people. Now, with that being said, if they can't trust people they can see, it becomes even more difficult for them to trust in God who they can't see. They actually become like Thomas who needed proof that it really was Jesus that was being seen by the other disciples. And let me just share the scripture that validates that. So in John chapter 20 verses 25 through 29, it says, The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails 
and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord my and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And again, that comes from John chapter 20, verses 25 through 29. Now, as you can see from the scriptures, Thomas needed proof that Jesus was being seen by the other disciples. The real question becomes, do you have complete trust in Jesus that he exists and that he is able to do what he says he is going to do? Once you have acknowledged and accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it is then that the real journey of life begins. As you develop your relationship with Jesus, you will begin to experience a deeper faith in him. Your faith in him is an accountability to him that says that you believe everything he has said to help guide you in this world you live in. Now on pages 278 and 279, I give you a list of some things you will experience and I'm going to actually share them with you right here. So his living power working inside of you to handle the ways of the world, those are some of the things that you can experience. You can also experience his spiritual presence in you as you seek him out for help. You experience his development in you by instilling his character traits in you. Also, his protection against the enemy working against you. You also will experience his fulfillment of the needs that you have and his constant friendship and companionship. You will experience his grace and mercy when you are disobedient or make mistakes. And last but certainly not least, his unconditional love every single day. Now, having faith as a Christian is the commitment and admission that you have chosen to live by the morals and values and beliefs and principles that Christ has stated in the Word of God. Also, you have the faith based on what Christ has done. It is not the things that you have done. We are reconciled and redeemed by Christ's blood, and He is the one that has restored us back to God and we believe in him for what he has done for us. Now the enemy will keep trying to test you and trick you and tempt you and lie to you and on and on and on. Now do you know why he is doing that? Do you really know why he is really trying to get you off your path? He wants you to first give up on Jesus and more importantly, he wants you to stop trusting him. He wants you to stop having the faith in him and believing in him. He wants you to stop listening to Jesus on what he told you to do. 
He wants you to stop depending on him. Now, if at any time you do stop, the enemy gets your attention long enough to build his case to conquer you. It's because of Jesus that we as Christians have another opportunity to come to God. Because Jesus is our mediator that continues to pray for us to the Father. Jesus wants us to keep the faith and be strengthened by him. Just as Jesus is doing it for us, Christians need to do it for our brothers and sisters in Christ to keep them strengthened and encouraged. Now Luke chapter 31 verse 32 says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And again, that's Luke chapter 31, verse 32. Jesus doesn't want your faith to fail you. You have to continue to keep trusting and believing in him to work in you and through you. As you dismiss the enemy's attacks, you begin to see God in your corner. Your ability to trust and to be obedient to God allows you to grow in your faith. As you see him moving in your life, your faith deepens. As a result, if you put your faith into action to achieve the best outcome, if you start to put more effort and initiative in it, you will see things moving forward in your life according to God's will. Now James chapter 2 verse 17 says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. And again, that's James chapter 2 verse 17. It is your faith and your trust that keeps you connected to him. You will start to see you grow and develop and mature as you trust him and remain obedient to him. Let's now look at how God dealt with Joseph and his brothers. So I'm going to be sharing with you Genesis chapter 45 verses 1 through 15. And it says, Joseph could stand it no longer. Out all of you, he cried out to his attendants. He wanted to be alone with his brothers when he told them who he was. Then he broke down and wept aloud. His sobs could be heard throughout the palace, and the news was quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Come over here, he said. So they came closer. And he said again, I am Joseph, your brother whom you sold into Egypt. But don't be angry with yourselves that you did this to me, for God did it. He sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. These two years of famine will grow to seven, during which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God has sent me here to keep you and your families alive so that you will become a great nation. Yes, it was God who sent me here, not you. And he has made me a counselor to Pharaoh 
manager of his entire household, and ruler over all Egypt. Hurry, return to my father and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me master over all the land of Egypt. Come down to me right away. You will live in the land of Goshen, so you can be near me with all your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds and all that you have. I will take care of you here, for there are still five years of famine ahead of us. Otherwise, you and your household will come to utter poverty. Then Joseph said, You can see for yourselves, and so can my brother Benjamin, that I really am Joseph. Tell my father how I am honored here in Egypt. Tell him about everything you have seen, and bring him to me quickly. Weeping with joy, he embraced Benjamin, and Benjamin also began to weep. Then Joseph kissed each of his brothers and wept over them, and then they began talking freely with him. As you can see from the scriptures, Joseph's brothers thought that they could get rid of Joseph because of the jealousy that they had of him. But their plan didn't work because God had a different plan for Joseph. You also saw the love and forgiveness that he showed his brothers when he had seen them. He explained that he was put in Pharaoh's palace by God to preserve the lives of his family because of the famine. The brothers were trying to get rid of Joseph, and he was the one that saved them. When dealing with the seed and roots of jealousy, it is necessary for you to understand the challenges that you have when people are progressing further than you, or the lack of faith that you have in God because you are not progressing. Having faith in God needs to be the goal and that you are listening and being guided by him so that you are doing what he wants you to do. When you stay focused on that, you will not need to stress about what is going on in the lives of others. Be supportive and encourage others just as you want the same for you. Your time is coming, and you must just trust, believe, and have the faith that it is. Now on Monday, I'm going to be covering the life application section so please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real-life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.